This episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is sponsored by the most awesome Nick B, Masakazu T, Armando M, and Black Cat. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. And thanks for joining us on the 98th episode of Final Girls Horror Cast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. And happy October, everyone, for our Whee! special October series this year. We're going to cover some films that go along with traditional Halloween costumes. So at the end of each episode, we'll draw two costume selections out of a hat and pick films that correspond with those costumes. At the end of last week's episode, if you stuck around long enough, you noticed that we selected two of these costumes, Demons and Vampires. And the films we chose to go along with those costumes were 1987's The Gate and the 90s heartthrob-infested Interview (laughs) with a Vampire. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, (laughs) We're going to get some interesting uh, selections to go, I don't know, like The Gate and Interview with a Vampire do not go together at all. Uh, But for you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. The Gate is currently available on Tubby TV and Shudder, and Interview with the Vampire is now on Netflix. Be sure to check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. But before we jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Climax. It has no wide release date, but it's uh, it just recently played at Beyond Fest and Fantastic Fest uh, just last week. It's written and directed by Gaspar No. No, I don't know how to say that. There's a fancy accent on it. It's French. I don't know how to pronounce it. Let's not pretend like I do. Uh, he previously uh, directed Enter the Void and Love. The IMDb summary is French dancers gather in a remote empty school. French dancers gather in a remote empty school building to rehearse on a wintry night. The all-night celebration morphs into a hallucinatory nightmare when they learn their sangria is laced with LSD. I did not get that from the trailer, but sweet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what do you get from the trailer? The trailer is very strange. It's so weird. It just made me feel like I was watching like a dance documentary and then it got crazy. Did it get crazy? I mean, it got weird. Yeah. yeah. It's just dancers being interviewed and then dancing and then lots of close ups of sangria (laughs) and then screaming while more dancing occurs. (laughs) Yeah, it's about right. I heard nothing about this, which makes me think maybe not so well received last week. I heard about quite a few films. Climax was not one of them. Yeah, I heard nothing either. 
Um, in fact, I just remember seeing the note that you wanted to do this trailer and I was like, I don't even know what that is. This is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, when I come across a trailer, I try to make a note, you know, like, oh, if I'm looking for one, we can do this one, you know? Yeah. Um, it looks hypersexual. Uh, and the other films this director has done look also hypersexual. So I really wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of like weird French orgy thing happening here. Uh, it looks like that's where it was heading. Yeah. I wonder how horror is really going to influence. I mean, it doesn't really look horror other than screaming in the background. There is a really like interesting backdrop to oh. the interview. Did you notice yeah. like all the interviews? There's like books on the left side of the screen and a bunch of DVDs on the right side of the screen. I noticed there was a Suspiria DVD um, on that stack of DVDs and like a, a Nietzsche book. And I don't remember what the other books were. I was like trying to like note what everything was to see how it would tie together. But really, I didn't. I, I mean, other you. than the whole dancing thing in Suspiria, I'm not really sure what else we're going to get here. Yeah, this, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I know it already played at Fantastic Facts, but it's actually the first movie that's opening Beyond Fest, which is tonight. So I wonder if I'll hear anything about it. And obviously I won't have anything to say because we've already done it. <laughs> Are you going to Beyond Fest? I am, but not oh, okay. tonight. Like I'm oh. going to different, obviously. I'm in bed right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll not be venturing out after we record. Um, that just sounds so sexy. Carly records <laughs> in bed with like a glass of hey. Chardonnay. Yep. What up? Just living my best life. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know what to expect here. I don't have high expectations, but I do want to watch it because I, as I've mentioned recently, I enjoy dance and I like Same. watching people dance. Yeah. And it looks like there's some really good dancers in this. I don't I don't know. The dance scenes that I saw looked promising. So at least there's that. I if mean, anything, we'll get some cool dance sequences. We'll probably get some like weird, like trippy dance sequences and like yeah. trippy lighting. That's all I really expect here. I don't expect really much of a plot, um, much of a story whatsoever, really just dance and like hallucinogen, uh, hallucinatory uh images imagery yeah totally yeah. all right yeah i mean the french the french they do like gore though i wonder if we'll get some gore in there we'll see we will see we shall see not in the trailer but maybe in the movie not so much in the trailer but the, you know the trailer doesn't show too much which is a good no. thing usually we don't like that typically it's true yeah all right well, cool. let's move on what are we doing first today we are going to start with 1987's The Gate, uh, which we pulled based on the demon costume. Yeah. It is directed by Tibor Takakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakak
I mean, there's more. So just to give you an idea. Are they mostly about spiders and snakes? They're like, they definitely gave the vibe of like sci-fi, like awesome movie. Sweet. Sci-fi movie of the week. Yeah, totally. Um, Written by Michael Nankin, who also wrote The Gate to the Trespassers. Uh, He then goes a little different. We have Life Goes On, episodes of Chicago Hope, and also episodes of Flipper. Wait, life goes on like the TV show from the 90s? Correct. Nice. And also Chicago Hope from the 90s. And also Flipper from the 90s. So a lot of, you know. Do you remember Life Goes On? I remember the name. I don't think I ever watched it. Because it had the the son, Corky, who had Down syndrome. And then this daughter was dating a boy who had AIDS. It's a very topical show. For wow. the nineties. Yeah. No, I don't I don't remember. I was obsessed that. with I used to watch it with my sister. It's probably way too adult for me, but I learned a lot about AIDS and the AIDS epidemic as a child through that show. And also Flipper. Flipper's great. I mean Flip, Yeah, Flipper is great. Thanks, Michael Nankin. You for did writing good things. Those things. <laughs> Sorry, I totally interrupted you. Continue with your yeah, IMDb that's summary. Great. Um, so this episode has some really great IMDb summaries. I'm excited about them. Uh, (laughs) this one is kids left home alone accidentally unleash a horde of malevolent demons from a mysterious hole in their suburban backyard. I mean, that's 100% accurate. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what this movie is. 100% what this movie is. Yeah. Really nothing else to know beyond that. uh, Baby Steven Dorff. Oh, he's so little. And he's cute. so little. Isn't he so cute? Yeah. He's adorable. Oh, yes. so you've seen this movie before or was this your first time? I have, but like a long time ago. Yeah. I it's, didn't remember much of it. It's so much fun. I love this movie. Why are they so mean to the dog? They're oh, like, I knew you would have a hard time with the dog. Don't stuff. party with this with us. But Go lay down, old dog. Hey, spoiler alert, Carly. The dog is fine. The dog lives. I was. I almost tweeted it, and then I was like, too soon. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No one um, actually dies in this movie. I I always recommend the gate to people who want to introduce their kids to horror. I think it's a great introduction film. I think it works perfectly well alongside with Gremlins and Mm -hmm. um, Hocus Pocus and um, uh, Silver Bullet. I think they're all kind of on the same the same wavelength. You know, they're great starter horror films for kids. And I really like, you know, minus all the derogatory terms we don't say anymore that are in this film that I don't appreciate. Yeah. I love the relationship between the brother and the sister and like then there's the quirky best friend and like they just want to shoot off rockets and then there's this weird demon gate hole in their backyard and they're fascinated (laughs) by geodes. I was like, I'm into this. What else? What else you got going? I love how uh, Steven Dorff's friend is like super into weird metal records. (laughs) I was literally like, this is like my boyfriend when he was little, like 100%. I was like, that's baby Stevie right there. Is it really? Yeah. You know, he kind of looks like Steve. Uh, Absolutely. With the glass, like the huge glasses. Is Steve Steve, in this movie? (laughs) He's in this movie as Terry. (laughs) FYI. I just realized they look so much alike. Can we do a side by side picture (laughs) of Steve with this guy? 
Oh my god. You Starring Stevie B as Terry. Are you married Terry? You're dating Terry. I am. I'm oh proud. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling Steve Terry. <laughs> amazing i was literally watching this and he was like rocky like the part where he's like like reciting the words to the demon like record with like the the blanket on him and i was just like that is i am literally watching my boyfriend's like past i don't know how it's happening but it's right in front of my face i love it so much it was a really good moment that's really funny um (laughs) I think he should go as Terry for Halloween, even if he doesn't know who he is. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, he like, he has this blanket, like a cape around him, yeah. and he reciting like yeah. the book of the devil or whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's so good. It's so good. I think I love how, you know, the kids are like, okay, we need to combat evil. So immediately they're like, okay, well, let's reverse this record. Uh, about how to open up the gate because then it'll tell us how to reverse it. How to close it. So great. I mean, what kid doesn't want to just play a record backwards and hear if it says anything? Totally. And then I love how their plan B is just to read the Bible out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I just, I love how every step they take is just, it's like kids coming up with ideas based on movies and stuff that they saw. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Um, and I love that it's like fireworks that like break the demon spell on the night sky. Yeah. Like the fireworks happen and then it's like, oh, it's and it's daytime. Here's the sunrise. It's just a lot of fun. Steven Dorf is adorable. Um, I love the brother-sister relationship. I mm-hmm. think it's really, it's realistic, you know, in a way. Totally. Like, they love each other and they're sweet to each other sometimes and other times they're like, fuck you. <laughs> very, very realistic. You know, the sister makes some really shitty decisions because she's a 15-year-old left alone, by the way. Right. For three days. Yeah, that's excessive. I was like, um, you can't leave your 15-year-old home alone with her younger brother. She's not even old enough to drive. What if I there's know. an emergency? <laughs> they just go to the neighbor's house, probably guess um it was a simpler time it's true my parents never would have let me stay home alone at 15 if they would have just been like stay at a friend's house oh we arranged that you're staying at a friend's house for the weekend i feel like i'd been left alone but maybe i'm remembering incorrectly and i was a little older i think i wasn't left alone in the house for multiple nights by myself until i was 17 yeah because at least How then i could drive dog, and they'd leave me with- oh my god the dog is so cute I'm in love. Did you get really sad? He's so floppy. When the dog first passed? I was just like, what is happening? Because like the 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 dummy dog is like really good. Like the hair Mm -hmm. on this dog was very particular. It's like, I don't know. It like almost looks like an old English sheepdog. That's like the hair has grown out a little bit. And like the fake dog was amazing and it made me feel slightly uncomfortable but it was fine um because i was just like it's from the 80s like it's fine. well you don't see the dog die correct a correct. b the dog is just kind of laying there it doesn't it's not like bloody or tortured or anything right and then Except when, like when they pull back the thing and then it's weird the covers when it's like in the oh bed. yeah there is a weird covers um, part 
But they're like, like was who's like the guy that like just is like slung it over like under his arm is like oh, yeah. walking like around the, with the it. fake boyfriend. Yeah, Al's fake boyfriend. That's why I was like, I don't want to call him the boyfriend, the guy. Yeah. But then we end with like the dog chewing on the shoe. It's fine. <laughs> He's so fluffy and like obsessed with it. The other thing I'm obsessed with is the friend's hair. That oh like God. is it telling her that she wants up. to come. I was like, what happened here? I was like, this is like something about Mary, but like she did it on purpose. Yeah. Like she blew put my the mind. gel, the, the semen gel in her hair and it just sucked straight up. Right. And, and then she like it. tied tied yarn around her ponytail. She was did like, like this the, is my look. something about Mary thing with her hair. And then like, then she did the Fonzie where she looked in the mirror and she was like, hey, it's yeah, good. Let's exactly. just leave it. Yeah. What's a... there's a lot of good uh clothing moments the sister's sweater that has like weird asymmetrical patterns is phenomenal i really like the part where the sister's being cool and she gets him a rocket and they're setting it off in the backyard and they're wearing matching jackets i know it's adorable because he's wearing that jacket the whole time and then she just happens to have the exact same one i just love it very cool bottle rocket uh not even bottle rockets what is it what are they model rockets uh yeah we set we used to set those off with my brother he also loved those things i'm a big fan of like the 80s movie with the young boy with like the the super strong interest in something You know, Mm -hmm. like in like in um, that Friday the 13th movie where he's really into making masks. Yeah. Or like uh, what was it in uh, Silver Bullet? What was he really into? Fireworks. Uh, It was like fireworks or something. Something like that, because it it was like a theme throughout the whole movie or like the little boy in um, Babadook who just liked making traps. Yeah. I love it when there's like a thing that like starts at the beginning that helps identify their character. And then at the end, it's what helps them like Like save save the day. day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a trope, but it's a fun one and it's cute for kids. But it also makes sense because like my brother was like super into stuff when he was little, like and he was like into it. Yeah. And Steve was really into... And Steve was into metal. Metal death Hell chanting. Yeah. Yep. With capes. <laughs> With capes. Blanket capes. <laughs> and geodes. And geodes for days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really so enjoyed good. this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. Tony loves this movie. This is like one of the movies my husband will always sit down and watch with me. He really enjoys it. He thinks it's a lot of fun. Um, I think it's probably super fun, especially for young boys. I never watched it as a kid. Uh, It was something that I came to know within the past few years, but uh, I do enjoy it. I think it's a good one, Uh, especially if you have children. This is in there like kind of into horror and kind of not. I mean, this one is fun. It's got stop animation. Uh, it's got mm-hmm. some claymation. Uh, it's got, I don't know, it's a lot of fun. You know, some rubber suits. Lots of rubber suits. Rubber suits. The, um, the, the monster under the bed. Yes. Lots of mom. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're a parent and your kid is scared. Just show them this movie. Yeah. I mean, they're probably going <laughs> to sleep with you forever because there's <laughs> monsters under the bed. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I totally enjoyed this movie a whole lot. 
I did too. I love the, the, my favorite part. And there is a gif of this. You can find it online is when the uh, zombie guy falls and then turns into a bunch of little demons. Yeah. So good. And I, I don't know if you've seen like how they did that. I saw, I've seen like, a, I saw like a little mini documentary a while ago on how they did that. And it was really interesting. Um, I haven't, I don't really remember. I know it was forced perspective somehow. Um, they like built like a really um, big room or something. I don't remember exactly how they did it. I probably should have looked that up before I recorded. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find it online. It's really cool. It's really cool how they did it. Um, yeah, it's a good one. If you haven't seen it, check it out for sure. Um, can't really spoil it. It's just a good time. You know, it's a simple movie with some fun stuff. It's very 80s. Um, there is a little bit of gore. Um, that might be disturbing to some viewers, some young, young viewers, if you're going to show it to your kids. So maybe just screen it ahead of time if you're not sure if it would work for them or not. There's like a part where the parents are bad, you know, like it's not really mm-hmm. their parents, but the parents are bad. There's like a weird ooey gooey face ripping kind of part. Yeah. Um. So I really, I don't know, you know your kid, so just check it out before if you're going to show it to them. I think it's good. I think it's a good Same. one. Same. Good one to cover for Halloween too, because I think it's a it's fun for kids to watch. Yeah, check All it right. out. All right, are we gonna move on to this other motherfucker? Let's do it. <laughs> All right, then let's do an interview with a vampire from 1994. It's directed by Neil Jordan, who you may remember as director of The Crying Game and In Dreams. It's written by Anne Rice, who did who wrote the novel, um, and she's also listed as writing the screenplay. But in reality, uh, it was heavily written by the director Neil Jordan. Uh, but because of Screen Guild rules, Anne Rice got the credit, I suppose. Um, the IMDb summary is a vampire, a vampire, not a vampire. I don't know what that is. A vampire tells his epic life story: love, betrayal, loneliness, and hunger. <laughs> a weird IMDb summary. So weird. I guess it's true. Um I I I remember very strongly like the first third of this film. I remembered very little about the end of it. Same, a hundred percent. I don't know if I've ever seen the whole thing all the way through. I thought I had, but then when I when I was like rewatching, I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> I didn't remember like how they wrapped everything up. I did remember that Lestat was still alive, but I didn't mm-hmm. remember like how well he was like in what good shape he was or whatever, or what kind of shape he was in. Um, I I really, I mean, I, I don't think I've watched this movie since I used to watch it. Like when I was like homesick from school, like forever ago. Um, and so I didn't really know how long it was necessarily. Like I was kind of surprised at how, um, when Louis is like stuck in the, like they throw him in the wall and Claudia's character and like the person that she makes or he makes for her dies. I didn't realize there was like only 20 minutes of the story left after that. And I was like, I really, that like, 
this is a I don't know the pacing of it was just like not how I remembered I guess the pacing at the end I think is weird mm-hmm. I think um like there's something that happens when they after Lestat uh quote-unquote dies and they make their way to the uh, theater mm-hmm. that's when I kind of fall off in terms of understanding what's happening same <laughs> it's a very it's a very strange turn that the film takes I, I i don't know if the book does a better job of that or not um i will say i think that the beginning of this film is really good i i like the uh the way it's laid out i like uh, the Christian Slater, Brad Pitt discussion. I, I'm okay with that. Uh, that's all good. Um, I'm okay with the introduction of of Lestat and, and Louis becoming a vampire. I'm um, great with the Kirsten Dunst stuff. I, I don't know what happens after all that. Like, it's, it gets very mishmash. It's very strange because, so, like, a lot of it is just kind of glossed over about them, like, traveling from port to port, like, in search of vampires. Mm -hmm. Um, And then all of a sudden, they are in Paris. And, like, they're, that's when they, other vampires find them. And then the whole play thing is really weird. Very weird. And then it's very strange how... They decide to, like, attack them, but then are, like, totally fine with Louis just, like, walking through all of them to, like, see the ashes of, like, Claudia. It was just, I don't know, like, that whole, that whole section made, like, no sense to me. It was very strange. And there was the, um, was it Antonio Banderas? Yeah. That character I didn't understand at all. Me either. Because he was there and then he was like not there. It was it was like when we're introduced to his character and um, Kirsten Dunst, like after, you know, Brad Pitt meets him and Kirsten Dunst is like, well, I know you're going to go away with him. It's like, how do you know that? What did I miss? (laughs) Well, that made sense to me in the fact that like she was sitting there and she says like do you know what his soul said to me it said like let him go and like i think she knows the relationship was weird with like him and lestat where he was like always looking for answers and so he she i think she knows that like louis is looking for something more he's looking for you know these answers to these questions that like lestat always kind of toyed with him because of like their whole relationship was really weird um so like that that made sense to me and like but what didn't make sense was like that antonio banderas's character armand was that his name yeah armand definitely seemed kind of like the leader of this thing and then like did he orchestrate the attack was that the whole plan i don't know i think he must have been involved with it somehow he at least didn't stop it or try to stop it right and i feel like he could have well he was trying to get rid of her i mean right they wanted to get rid of her because that's a crime against vampires i guess she killed a vampire which is which she didn't even really which is a crime against vampires so she must die Mm -hmm. um uh, I just feel like they glossed over that, and that's like an important part of the story. 
It was like um, the biggest part of this to me personally, like their relationship. Was it just seems so like more ended up on the cutting room floor towards the end of the film than towards the beginning of the film. Right. And I really liked the pacing, even though it was slow. I really liked the pacing of the beginning of the film. So when it starts to pick up at the end, it it, it was too, like too much too fast. Yeah. And then like Antonio and then Armand saves Louis and then Louis like, okay, bye. And then it's like, wait, what's happening here? I rarely say this because I don't like long horror films, if you could even call this a horror film. Um, but I think this could have done with another 20 minutes. Oh, 100%. I think it would have been better if it was longer. And I, I think the... the because of the story, it's totally okay to have a longer film here because you're covering a humongous amount of time mm-hmm. um, and large arcs for these characters. So I'm totally okay with taking your time with that. So it's weird where I'm getting all attached to these characters and suddenly they're gone. It doesn't really work for me very well. I think right. they could have really played harder on the Kirsten Dunst mother thing. Um I was bummed that that was taken away so soon because I was really curious to see how that relationship would have exactly and you played know out. That didn't happen so fast in the book. There must have been something, right? That you was know, a really imp- called a masterpiece. So. That's a really important. That's a really important relationship that we we're just teased with. We don't even get to really experience it because we don't even know how. With, with the exception of, like, the shot where she, like, goes into the doll store, we don't even know how how that relationship came to be. Like, how did she just decide, yeah, she totally wants to become a vampire and be my mom. She, she found a woman who lost her daughter so right. that she could have a, a, a daughter forever and she could have a mom forever. Right. It's nice. It's sweet. Yeah. It's a sweet moment and Brad Pitt is so selfless in that he he doesn't want to make a vampire, but he also can't leave her alone and he knows what it's like to lose a kid and not want to live anymore. Right. So like he knows what he's doing might not be right, but he also doesn't feel right not doing it and he's all torn apart by it i mean they could have played on that moment so hard given us more time to like revel in it because then when it's taken away it would have hit a lot harder yes agreed i mean i was certainly sad to lose kirsten dunst in that moment but it could have been more tragic and i feel like it should have been more tragic than it was i agree yeah and also they needed to explain what Armand's intent was there because I didn't get it. Yeah, it definitely escaped me and it made it, it, it there was no impact for me um, no. with it. It just didn't make any sense. I did like the scene where Louis gets pissed and kills everybody though. It's pretty sweet. When he slices I, that guy in half. I really, I did enjoy my time with the film though. I, I was kind of dreading watching it. I don't know why. Um, and then when I was watching, I was like, this is really fun to watch. It's not scary. There's not really horror. I mean, there's horror aspects for sure. It's vampires. Um, but it's it's kind of sweet and romantic and sad. And it's definitely a drama. Um, my, my main problem with it is, I mean, yes, it's very slow. But I don't, like, again, I don't mind slow things. 
it's you like you said it's a period piece it's a drama um i feel like everybody our three main characters louis armand and or not louis armand louis claudia and lestat um lestat and claudia are like very dynamic and like in doing you know reading research for the for the this show um I just kept on seeing how like Brad Pitt was just completely miserable filming and like tried to get out of it. But then like he would have had to pay like $40 million or something crazy like that. And so he was like, I'm just going to, you know, keep with it. And like, I feel like that really shows because like Louis is just kind of so blase. Like he's our central character, but he's just like, there's not much going on there. I feel like, Hmm. um, and it, it, I don't know, it reads kind of weird throughout the movie. Uh, well, I think it works okay. I do know what you mean, but I think it works okay because he's supposed to be kind of just a heartbroken, like kind a of tortured. dramatic, tortured guy. Yeah. Um, I think Tom Cruise killed it. Oh, same. He killed it as Lestat. And it's funny to see he was like the third or fourth choice because he was awesome. Well, and like Anne Rice was like pissed. She was like, no, this is ridiculous. I'm not watching this movie. Like Tom Cruise is like the worst person you could have cast for this. Blah, 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 blah. And then like she watched it and she wrote him a formal apology letter because of like how harsh she was. I mean, say what you will about Tom Cruise. And believe me, there are words I have. But he is a fucking awesome actor. (laughs) Like he's seriously talented, you know, like and this shows it like this is not even a role you would ever think to see Tom Cruise in usually. And he just kills it. Um, and everyone's good. Christian Slater's good. Um, and, and Kirsten Dunst is fucking amazing. Like she is. To me, she was like, honestly, my favorite part about this. She because, is the best part. She's yeah. The, she. What little girl could act like a grown ass woman like that? Yeah, I don't know how she manages to be a grown ass woman, a kid and a vampire all at once. I don't know how she manages it, but she fucking hits it. She nailed like this role was basically written for her. In it my was opinion. amazing. And she looks insanely awesome. I yeah. love the doll curly hair and the perfect porcelain skin and the I mean, it's it's just it's she is the picture of what that character should be and like 100%. if i read this book i know i would just picture her the whole time <laughs> you know it's like, so good yeah. and i love that like once it's like 30 years later she starts dressing in like more form-fitted clothes mm-hmm. she looks like a little lady it's so like it's she really kills it she killed it it's really awesome just to watch her acting skills here um, and Tom Cruise too, and their scenes together are really astonishing. Which I, I can see why it kind of feels like Brad Pitt falls to the wayside here because Tom Cruise and Kristen Dunst are, you know, scene stealers. But totally. um, and that's what I'm saying. They're both so dynamic, and he's just kind of one note throughout the whole movie. Which we know of Tom or of uh, Brad Pitt, like he can he can do things with his he skills. He can do things, but I also think like he's the brooding vampire. You know, like how he's m- lucky that it worked for the the part. Well, here's and here's the thing. Like, think about I don't know. You never watch Vampire Diaries, probably. I do. I know not. I've mentioned it before. 
I'm embarrassed that I watched that show, but I did watch <laughs> that show. Um, this show is uh, the show Vampire Diaries borrows so much from this. Um, Brad Pitt's character is basically one of the brothers in Vampire Diaries where he literally like eats rats and stuff like it's it's like seriously they're very similar and um, they're brooding and they have to fight their humanity and their vampireness and how some people are able to just be vampires and let go of their humanity and live as vampires but he can't do that um and he tries to influence other vampires to have more humanity so it's it's that whole dynamic is very strong in that show so i kept pulling from that and just seeing Brad Pitt as that character in that show and they're they're he acts the same way they're very similar they're very brooding and quiet and i mean even look at buffy you know angel is kind of like a Brad Pitt character too he doesn't have a lot of emotion He's brooding most of the time and like... He's brooding, but he gave me more than Brad Pitt. Not much more, though. (laughs) And that's only because he was like very obviously in love. Let's talk a little bit about the homosexual aspect of this film and of the story. Because I know that they said that they like removed the gay subtext or whatever, but like it was screaming at me in my face. no, they didn't. (laughs) Exactly. It was like the whole time I was just like, they are so in love with each other. We've got two dads raising little Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, and it's two adorable. Dads and a little lady. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, and especially in the scenes where Tom Cruise is turning Brad Pitt's character, I mean, there's so many like, like romantic um let me let me save you from your sadness type moments and some embracing and some you know when he's when he's turning him it's very sexual it's very overtly sexual and i'm sitting here watching tom cruise and brad pitt have this very sexual moment and i'm thinking is this film like really popular in the gay community and i just don't know about it because it should be if it's not i would think it is it's like definitely one of those films where there's so much subtext there there's so much and i'm so also it's tom cruise and brad pitt like who doesn't want to see them make out for a while especially in the 90s (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if i could have handled this uh if they had like rewritten louis as a female and made it share like, oh my god, that would have been horrible. This movie would have been so different. I'm so glad they did. I mean, I no one loves Cher like I do. I love Cher. I love, love, love her. Have you seen her new music video? It's so weird. No, but everything she does is weird, and I love it. Oh, so um, no, I haven't. But I, I love Cher, and I love Cher especially as an actress. But I, there's no way. That would have been so weird. It would have been like, it would have totally been a different movie. It would have been a very different movie. I, I liked the undertones. And even when Brad Pitt meets Armand, mm-hmm. uh, they have some very close talking scenes where you're like, are they going to make out? Is that about to happen? And I'm well, like, kind of like, you know, crossing my fingers, like, get a little closer. No, it, no, get a little happen. closer. No. Well, yeah, no, like the whole, the whole movie is basically just like, vampire dudes wanting to get with louie yeah the only female really that we have is kirsten dunst's character and she also kind of wants to get with louie yeah 100 percent. does he love her romantically you think i don't think so no i don't either um but i think she loves him romantically 100 percent. 
Yeah. It's it's a weird. There's like a lot of weird like sexual undertones without any sex really there's no sex but there's like a lot of sexuality a hundred like there's so much there's all the naked ladies yeah lots of prostitutes lots of prostitutes um yeah there's a lot of a lot of nakedness but really not in a sexual way yeah yeah there were you know i was by myself watching this and my husband and sister-in-law walked in the room right at the like super naked part and i'm like uh it's just interview with a vampire it's not weird (laughs) just watching some weird century placed porn it's fine this is my thing i watched it with me and it was good you know whatever (laughs) they liked it I, i i honestly really even though the ending was weird i still liked it i still stuck with it the whole time and it's over two hours long and usually that is something that turns me off in a horror film i was i was into it the whole time um I'm not quite sure what happens at the end. I'm really confused about Lestat and what happened with him. It was my impression that Lestat was creeping on Louis and then like obviously knew what was going on with this whole reporter guy. And now he's like going to basically make reporter guy his new Louis. Interesting. Well, because he was like, I'm going to give you the choice that I never had. Yeah. I mean, I see that. But here's my question. Is Louis in on Lestat following him? Or is he completely unaware that that's occurring? I think he's done with Lestat. I think that's part of why Lestat's moving on. Um, I think Louis's just done. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Louis was going to, like, go into the sunset or something weird. <laughs> like, and kill himself. Um, I wonder what the vampire Lestat novel goes into if it's more of the beginning of his life or after um after interview with a vampire i guess i could look it up but i'm i'm interested to know that yeah same i have no idea um i've never read any of Anne rice's novels um but she has a a witch series i think that i heard was was really good oh it follows it follows interview with a vampire like after it came out yeah it's okay. after um which is interesting now i kind of want to watch what or read them or maybe listen to them totally on, um yeah I'd, i i think i would do definitely that. do that yeah i'm i'm into it i uh i like the vampire thing i can always get even when the vampire thing isn't scary i still kind of like it i mean maybe it's just not interesting all of it but yeah. I think the dynamic is very interesting. Like, what do you do if you're immortal? You cut out there. What'd you say? Oh, I just said like I just think it's really interesting. Like, what do you do if you're immortal? And like seeing that whole thing like play out is just really interesting. Yeah. I like it. I think it's it's mostly well done. And uh would watch again. I just also think it's really funny that Stephen Dorff was considered for a role in this film as well. <laughs> Same. That's, I was like, oh, copy paste, <laughs> putting that in there. <laughs> the, also, like the other girls that were 
uh, that had auditioned for the role of Claudia were really interesting to me. You've got um, Evan Rachel Wood, who we all know from 13 and as Dolores in Westworld. Uh, Natalie Portman, Dominique Swain, Julia Stiles, Christina Ricci. Just like, very interesting. Natalie Portman? Yeah. Would have been weird. I mean, maybe Natalie Portman could have pulled it off. Because I think of her in that... The Professional? No. Although, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely think she could have done it. That's not the one I was thinking of, but yes. You're yeah. totally right. What was the what's the one I'm thinking of though? Uh the one where a man is like in love with her and she's like a little kid. That's the professional. It's like boys on the side or something. Uh what's it called? Beautiful girls. That's oh, what it is. Oh, she's in love with someone else, right? I thought that she was in the love with an older guy. guy. Is in love with her. Oh, I thought it was vice versa. No, it's really creepy. That is no, creepy. She's, I, she might be in love with him, but he's like also in love with her. But he, you know, young girl, get out of my mind. <laughs> my love for you is way out of line. No, that song is so disturbing. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's a hundred percent disturbing. <laughs> and so is that movie. Um, but yeah, there's quite a. F- she she was in a lot of movies with adult men. So that's why, maybe that's why I think she could have probably pulled it off. I don't know about Christina Ricci, although she does have kind of an old soul, even as a child actor. I don't, I don't, I don't think it would have been the same. Uh, Yeah, I, I think Kirsten Dunst was definitely best pick. Um, so that's really all I had to say about Interview with a Vampire. Is there anything else you wanted to add? That's all I got. All right. Me too. Let's move on then. What are, what are we doing next? We got a we got a final sequence here. A final sequence that I like to call social media question of the week. Woo! And uh, this week's question was: What was your most ridiculous Halloween costume growing up? Bonus points if you provide a picture. We definitely got some pictures, by the and way. They're so good. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, start the show with me, Corazon Mia Moore's Darkwing Duck. I really wanted a picture of that. Oh, my God, that sounds amazing. I want to see Monica in a Darkwing Duck costume. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> then after that, we have at Blink Bomber, who says, three years ago, not that ridiculous, barely, barely anyone in my office noticed. And it's just him with a Lucha Libre mask <laughs> sitting in... <laughs> sitting in a conference room filled with people not in Halloween costumes. So good. I love the cutoff shirt too. I'm a I'm a big fan. It's a good one. Oh, is it's that so a muscle? Good. Oh no, like, does it have like muscle sewn in? Totally. That's and amazing. Like, and he still has his work badge yes. <laughs> attached to it, which is even better. Ten out of ten. Yeah. All right. Um, We have at Alabama Roxanne who says, "When I was nine, I went to a local church Halloween party." No idea why my parents are or no idea why my parents are atheists as Dracula and the priest turned me away for my affiliation to Satan. I went home and got changed and came back as six from Blossom. Still had the fake blood around my mouth and everything. That's hilarious. And vampire crazy. six from Blossom. <laughs> vampire. Exactly. So good. Side note. One of my friends once had a Hollywood birthday party. 
And really what that entailed was everyone was supposed to dress up. And then her mom got us a, uh, a limousine and we just drove around in a limousine. We didn't even go anywhere. We just drove around in a limousine <laughs> and drank, um, like, you know, that, that fizzy apple cider. Yes. That's like champagne. champagne. And so it was like, you know, dress up like a movie star. <laughs> And I'm like nine, right? So to me, I'm like, that means dress up as your favorite famous person. So I dressed up as six from Blossom and everyone else was wearing like dresses. <laughs> That's amazing. So that was embarrassing. I want pictures and from that party. There are pictures floating around somewhere. I Hell don't yeah. have them. But <laughs> I, I, I had the hat, you know, and everything and everyone was all dressed up. I had no idea what's going on. But really all we did was drive around and we like stopped at like cute boys' houses and just like parked out in front of their house. We didn't How like go in or anything. <laughs> oh, that that's amazing. Okay, sorry, continue. What's what do we have next here? Oh, it's my turn. Uh at Jpaw twenty one Junior says it was it was a Dracula outfit that came with a mask. Sadly the mask kept covering my eyes and I couldn't pull off the Richie Rich hairstyle. Not good at a disco at a school disco. That's so I'm looking amazing. at this picture. He provided a picture here, which you can see on Instagram. And the costume actually looks legit. He's got like the pendant for Dracula. Mm -hmm. He's got the cape. He's wearing black. He's got mm -hmm. teeth. That mask look 100% like a Batman mask. Oh, one, yeah. I and agree. also it's made of wax. And then also it's like warped somehow. <laughs> I think you're totally pulling off the Richie Rich hairstyle though. I appreciate the Richie Rich hairstyle 100%. Thank you for sending and in those pictures. Those are long vampire teeth. They're super long vampire teeth. Never seen vampire teeth like that before. Into on it. A, on a human. All right. On Instagram, we have Deedle85 who says, well, I've always had awesome costumes, except one year in high school when it wasn't cool to dress up. Me and two other girls dressed like hippies just so we could trick or treat in the rich neighborhoods to get the full size candy bars. So it was for a good cause. I mean, we all did that, right? Oh, yeah. Except I didn't dress up as a hippie. I dressed up as, like, um, we all dressed up as girls from the craft and just, like, walk through the neighborhood shouting spells from the craft. Oh, at my the top God, that's of our amazing. Lungs. Oh, I was so cool. Um, <laughs> no, but I remember everyone dressing up as hippies because especially in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, like... The 70s were totally in. The 60s were totally in. You know, bell bottoms. Everyone had bell bottoms. Yeah. Everyone had like hippie-like clothes. Remember when peace signs were super big? Peace signs were like a big thing. Necklaces with peace oh, signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shirts with peace signs. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Birdshit says, I was a dead cat. A black cat with white wings and a white halo. No picture that I know of. That's too Aww. bad. Sounds sad and also awesome. All right. On right. Facebook, we have Fred B. who says, My most ridiculous costume was when I went trick-or-treating as a vampire, but I had forgotten that I had put on a Ninja Turtle costume prior to that, and my parents didn't say shit. So here, my dumbass is running around with a cape, fangs, and Leonardo's chest and shell. I'm pretty sure I, got, I only got candy that year because people thought I was special. My pinhead costume from, uh, I think, 2011 when I shaved off my beard hair and eyebrows, then super glued about 150 nails on my head. And then he proceeded to give us a picture, which is amazing. That's really impressive. 
I, I there's so much to take in here. So I appreciate the Ninja Turtle vampire. Same. And I 100% would give that child all of the candy. All because of it. Because that costume wins. Most creative. You're a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle vampire. Obviously. Great yeah. costume. Way to go. Here's all the candy in the world. Exactly. But I, you shaved. Dude, you <laughs> shaved your eyebrows. Why is that necessary? Just put make he put white makeup all over his face. Just put white makeup on your eyebrows, bro. You know you shave those things. You know those things never grow in the same after. Ugh. Committed. Ugh. Committed. And super glue? You super glued nails to your face? Committed. Super glued them? <laughs> like super glue? It's <laughs> oh, so funny. Oh my god. So I followed up with him, and I said, you super glued them? He said, I never said I was smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fred. That's amazing. Oh, Fred. I'm so glad you got those nails off your face. I'm sure that did not feel good. Okay. Tommy B says, I don't have a picture, but do you know those 80s costumes that were like vinyl jumpsuits with characters <laughs> dressed up uh, at, on the chest? And wait, hang on. I read this wrong. A vinyl jumpsuit with the character you were dressed up as on the chest and the worst kind of face mask held on by a flimsy elastic band. I had one that was Darth Vader. <laughs> you know what? I really wanted one of those as a kid. I totally <laughs> had one. They're so stupid. They're, they're, you're not even dressed up as the character. The no. character is on like, it's not even a jumpsuit. It's like a poncho. It's like a plastic smock. <laughs> it's like a plastic bib. Yeah. My cut. I remember my cousin had one that was Miss Piggy, so she had a Miss Piggy mask and then like this poncho on that had Miss Piggy on it. And I was like, I was jealous of that. <laughs> I totally had one. I was Alf. I was like two. Oh yeah. My other cousin had an Alf one. I actually have a picture of both of my cousins. One was Miss Piggy and one was Alf. That's amazing. That I was never. My, most my parents ridiculous. never bought me Halloween costumes growing up. I still to this day have not ever bought a Halloween costume. Really? I've always made them or put them together by buying a bunch of different things that worked. I always, yeah, no, I always had Halloween. I just remember always being a Disney princess, like a different Disney princess every year. Oh, you spoiled brat. I totally was. And My they were like, was like pretty legit uh, too. No, because I was a dance. <laughs> I was always in dance class, and she mm -hmm. had to buy these really expensive costumes. She says she's like, "Well, you can be a ballerina this year," and I'm like, "But it's not fun. <laughs> it's but not the same." I wear this all the time. <laughs> That's so funny. Or when my sister, who was much older than me, was little, she made her costumes because she was an only child at the time. So I was like, I could wear her old costumes. Which was like, uh, quote unquote, Indian princess, which is totally not, uh, you know, acceptable anymore. Uh, <laughs> Native American woman, you know, feather in my head and the dress and the beads on it. And it's, it's really probably horrible. It's just horribly offensive, I'm sure. But it's like, you know, that was my option. I could have a horribly offensive uh, Native American woman costume or I could be a ballerina. Like, those were always my choices. Um, but my sister went along with, you know, one year I was a clown and they, and I really, all I wanted them to buy me were like, you know, clown shoes. Mm -hmm. 
That's all I wanted. All I wanted were clown shoes and a red nose. That's all I cared about. But no, my mom (laughs) put me in like jogging sneakers, like my dad's jogging sneakers and like stuffed socks in the toes of them so that I had large feet. But oh, no, we didn't have a lot of money, girl. What are you going to do? That's so funny. It was so embarrassing. Like everyone else had really nice costumes uh yeah i not no not so much my sister got some funny ones one year she was a fisherman and she had like the fake nose and like a mustache just a little girl dressed up like a fisherman (laughs) (laughs) with like lures on her vest and like a fishing pole it was all my bad stuff you know yes that's so great Mm, ridiculous or jelly beans you know just shove a bunch of balloons in a bag and I love dressing up still to this day. I do too, but I've always made my own costumes. I started making my own costumes, obviously, when I got older. Yeah. When you buy them, I feel like it's just like now a cop out. Yeah. It's like cooler to like make your own. It's just, it's not that hard to make your own for the most part. Yeah. So why not do it? Especially like thrift stores exist, you know? And they're amazing. The stuff that you can find. And you can just glue Velcro onto things. It yeah. doesn't have to look perfect. <laughs> no, they have glue. They have a hem glue. Yes. They've, they've got... All about that stuff. Yeah. It's some great... It's great. Yeah. I don't even sew when I make my own costumes. I like hem glue things. Yeah. And, and And sometimes I'll like sew on Velcro if I'm feeling fancy. She's getting crazy. Yeah. No, it's so, a, it's so did great. you have a ridiculous costume you wanted to talk about? My elf costume was ri- was ridiculous. Um, but also, I remember it was like the first year that like Steve and I started dating. Um, me, well, so we had two different costumes because like there was like the Saturday where everybody would go out before Halloween and then like actual Halloween. So for actual Halloween, we like dressed up as Mickey and Minnie and it was adorable. But for... Um, this is kind of like a trio costume. Me and my friend Shannon, who's like an amazing seamstress, made this like elaborate Ursula from the Little Mermaid costume and like wore roller skates underneath it so she could like skate around and she had this like huge thing. And then I was Ariel and I made my own. And it was kind of, it was kind of janky, but it, it worked. It got the point across. And then Steve was Scuttle. <laughs> <laughs> Because Shannon had done this show where she had this like huge white duck costume. (laughs) And so he wore it. It was so good. That was probably like that whole like that trio of costumes. And then like it just so happened that two of my friends were Sebastian and Flounder. So I don't know. That was probably like one of my favorites. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. When Tony and I first started dating, we would get really into the Halloween costumes, and I would make both of our costumes. Uh, one year, uh, he was He-Man, and I was She-Ra. That's amazing. I've seen the pictures. It's not bad. I did okay. It was so good. We did okay. People like wanted to take their pictures with us, so I assumed that that meant they were pretty good. Like People on the street were like, can we take our picture with you? So I was like pretty stoked on that. Um did I ever tell you that that was so Tony and I were like drinking and like we weren't even dating that long maybe like six months or something at the most and uh we were like we both had swords you know we're He-Man and She-Ra so you know you have plastic swords you gotta fight 
you yeah. gotta you gotta test those swords out. Uh, Tony got a little overzealous and accidentally hit me in the eye with oh his plastic God. sword <laughs> and burst a blood vessel in my eyeball. Oh my so God. I had like a, my eye was like bright red. Like the whole thing was like bright red for like <laughs> a week and a half after that. Oh. That's so scary. Yeah, it was a little scary. Oh my God. <laughs> Tony. Oh my God, he got so drunk. He kept saying things, because you know, like, He-Man and She-Ra are brother and sister, so he'd be yeah. like, keep the bloodline strong. Like, he was... <laughs> <laughs> what a creeper. Oh, it was so creepy. I'm like, ah, you're making this oh so gross. God. Get away. I remember um, one year, uh, Kenny and I went as uh, David and Victoria Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> And Kenny totally wore this weird headband. It was so strange. What a weird. It's a a very strange choice. So weird. I think it's because like his band had a show. So like it needed to be something, but like also pretty normal. Yeah. Oh God, what did we do this other year? Oh yeah, we also went as like Katana and Sub-Zero one year. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. My Katana costume was not as uh, risque as what Katana actually wore. It was Katana-esque, you know? Yeah. Similar. I think I bought 90% of that costume from the dollar store. Worked out well. That's amazing. (laughs) All right. Well, that's that's our costume section. Our chat. Happy October. (laughs) Thank you for sending us your pictures. I love them. Yes. And we had a fun week this week. We had our uh, we had a Patreon live, not a tweet because we did it on an actual Patreon live comment. I guess uh, we watched Hell House two. It was just you, me, and Mia. Hi, Mia. Thanks Black for Cat joining joined us, Mia. us for a few. Mia's hilarious. We She's had a good so time. Funny. Yeah. Black Cat showed up for a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> just to say hi. It was a good time. I mean, that movie is horrible, but it was fun because we did it as a live comment thing. Otherwise, it probably would have been god awful and we would have suffered through it. I probably would have turned it off if you Or guys... turned it off. Yeah, yeah, I probably would have turned it off. It's pretty <laughs> bad. Oh, anything else to report before we uh, do our hat pull for next week? I got no things. I'm excited okay. to uh, see what we're doing. All right, chat for a second. I'm going to grab the bowl because I put it too far away from me. (laughs) Oh. Hear that sound? That jingle jangle. You know what that sound means. It means we're picking what we're doing for next week's episode. What do we have in store? Okay, let's see. The first one I picked was... Clown. Ah, the very popular clown costume, as I was <laughs> just talking about my very cool clown shoes I wore as a kid. Um, so the film we chose to do with clown was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Amazing. Super excited to do that. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is currently streaming on Hulu, so you can check that out there. Okay, let's see what else we got. Okay, and then the other one we have is Ghost. Ooh. And I have two films here, Carly, for Ghost. Okay. So maybe, I don't know, are we going to, do you want to pick it on, I think we should just pick it now. Okay, what are your choices? Uh, The choices I have here are The Sixth Sense. Okay. uh, And Paranormal Activity. Ooh. 
That's tough. So which do you feel like watching this week? Um, I haven't seen either of them in a while. I'm kind of leaning towards paranormal activity. I was going to say that too. Okay, good. Yes. Okay, let's do it. I'm glad we're on the same page. I mean, I want to do the sixth sense, but we can do that another time. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I'm into it. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, now streaming on Hulu, and Paranormal Activity, the original, which is also streaming on Hulu and also Amazon Prime. Yes. Or Prime Now or whatever they're calling it. Prime Video. Prime Video. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) It's like, you're welcome. (laughs) Well, that'll be Halloween week, too. Okay. Well, I guess that's it, then. Yeah. Anything else you want to mention? Negative. That's all I've got. All right. Well, that's it for this week, then. And until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Bye.